0: Hello, Billy Reeves here. Welcome to the K-Scope podcast. Our friends the Pineapple Thief are on tour throughout North America presently, but before Bruce left, I interviewed him about Hold Our Fire, the live album just released to coincide with said American tour, recorded during the Dissolution Tour Number 1 in the rock and metal charts. That album was this, then, from Hold Our Fire, is Uncovering Your Tracks. Pineapple Thief, uncovering your tracks from Hold Our Fire, the new live album out now. Now Bruce wouldn't tell me what show or shows this was recorded at, but I did manage to probe him about how it was done. So we've got a
1: um, technology is amazing nowadays, but so we've got this uh, a, a full thirty-two channel mixing desk that are on stage that does our mon- in in our monitors okay so we just turn up and switch it on and everything's perfect in our ears and right. uh but you can just record everything of that to, right. so it's all digital and um but it means that every show we recorded and we did one particular show w- that went really well and that's the one i'm not going to say which one it was because it's a secret but right. maybe people will be able to hear but um and we came off stage and we thought well that one was okay. it just went well and so we just so i mixed it and uh And Gavin mixed the drums, and when I actually, it was a really nice um, experience to mix it because I remember in the early days, you know, when you in the early days, and I'm sure that other people in bands will, will 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 share this feeling is that you come off stage you like, Yeah, that was amazing that gig and then someone's recorded it and you you play it back the next day and you went, Is that how bad it sounded? Really? It's like <laughs> And but this one I played it back and said, Oh, is that did it really sound that good? It really did like sound that, that nice. good. And it was so I was really I mean I say that myself, you know, obviously but um, it sounds a bit, you know, big headed. But it was, it was. I was really, really chuffed. I was just mixing it with a smile on my face. So,
0: so after all these years, I thought, yeah, we finally figured it out. And <laughs> no, so, How did Gavin mix the drums then? Presumably, they're really, 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 really loud in the mix. Yeah. <laughs> when you say mix, no. it, when you say mix, he, he no. sent you, he sent you a nice stereo stereo cap, mix. Gavin. Yeah. So, so,
1: so Gavin does the hard bit. Mixing a drum well, kit. There's a lot of bloody drums Yeah, there. exactly. About 47 I'm, Well, cymbals. he has, yes, Ridiculous. and lots of mics. So he takes out um, all his mics, so he's, he's very you know, meticulous when it comes mm. to setting up his kit, but it does mean that it's a really good sound that we can get. Mm. So you don't quite, you know, you get the ambience of the room and the mm. stage, and so it's not the same as, 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 as when he's got it back in his studio where he's got this massive uh, live room. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's. Uh, but yeah, so he does the hard work and just sends me a stereo. So okay. I do. Oh. So
0: it's, it's, have you still got amps mic'd up, or are you like Tesseract, where everything's just going. I'm, I'm, exactly, I'm
1: exactly like Tesseract. So that thing right. behind you, that green thing, Kemper, is, yeah. is what Tesseract use. They use Kempers. Okay. Um,
0: it's rather lovely because it actually looks like something Joe Meek would have used. The design really of. Nice it's design. very important to use Baker like knobs yes, these days. It
1: is. And I, I, and I do. I remember when I switched to the to using the camper, and I did feel dirty. My yeah. front house engineer was like, "What are you, Bruce? No, we haven't got no, to lift anything. You, yeah. If you're yeah.
0: going straight into through the PA, then you haven't got to lift. They haven't got to lift up. anything. You yeah. can get, just walk it onto an airplane. And but that, that, it, yeah, I was going to say, does that make it easier to tour, like absolutely literally financially speaking? Yes. Yeah.
1: So um, when we, so it's you can do fly gigs. I mean, you can't take. I used to have a big cab that you know you you need two people to lift up the stairs. and so yeah. that went. Um, I mean we're going to North America and the shows we're doing in Mexico we're flying to there's no way Amazing, we could have yeah. driven down there with yeah. all our gear so it does make it make it um, about the drums though? well Gavin says oh yeah I've got a drum kit in America you know oh in, you yeah know. of course well how stupid uh, of me you of know, course you know, so he yeah, has in lockup. Yeah, yeah and the sonar the, 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 the guys that, that is his drum kit of choice yeah. that you know I, I, he says oh, I can arrange sonar to get me a kit yeah. in Mexico City That's a, so
0: Gavin's a special case if you're um, recording stuff, then not using amplification, then that must make it easier to mix. Absolutely. Not, yeah.
1: And but the thing, and like, because I'm we're sat here in my studio, and I was just saying that I'm, you know, just songwriting at the moment. And but the beauty is, is that I might put some guitar down, and it's all ready to go. It's uh-huh, so it's, yeah. it's it's so if I happen to to luck out and and it, and, and quite often, especially with singing and. When when you're coming up with ideas, when your brain is switched off, complete switched off, you're thinking, right, I'm just going to throw this down because it's it's yeah. just an idea. That quite often becomes the the best take because it's just got that something about it. Wait, right brain. Yeah, sometimes I think, right, I'm going to wake up today, and I'm going to spend today nailing that guitar part, I'm going to make it as perfect yeah. and brilliant as, as it, and it's never as right. good as the
0: first take, no matter how hard I try. So so in many ways, you're, when you're playing, you know, recreating a song live, you're actually recreating the moment where your right brain took over. That's interesting. Well, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're, you're trying, to, if you're doing the same part. Yes, yes. yeah, to give it that, chords. yeah, to give yeah.
1: it that, that, that oh, sounds you know, a bit cheesy, but to give it that motion.
0: happens next with the plan
1: then um right so yeah funny enough it's for, for once it's all quite well planned out so we've got <laughs> this North American tour the first time that we're touring north america so we're, I'm personally really really excited mm-hmm. about that um and we've already like s- sold out Quebec it's like eight hundred and fifty you know for the first time going there and mm-hmm. really 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 pleased with how
0: what, how um, popular we seem to be out there yeah. so well they haven't really got anything quite like what you and other case packs do because it's kind of it's Americans like to rock yeah. you know that's their party music isn't it you know with us it's disco and soul often it's American music but with them it's like it's it's party music so rock is a night out right? and that's why rock and roll was invented to get people into shacks and bars drinking beer yeah. right so there's that tradition and of course that's why it has to be a show in America not a gig because they're paying good money and they want to be entertained but also of course your Americans are anglophiles you see it's only really us british that give them the melody
1: no right so good. that's what the pineapple thief are doing they're giving them the best of both worlds so i'm getting ready with my you know best queen's english accent does when i'm on stage that. yes we are yeah. the pineapple thief thank you yeah, you have to do you'll have to do that otherwise i <laughs> yes. think you're australian <laughs> if, they speak, if you talk like what i do they think you're from <laughs> new zealand or yeah. australia but if you get hello yes that's right i'm good yes yeah, so so, yeah, so North America, and then we have got an EP. So um, when we're working out uh, our set list, Gav always goes on Spotify and has a listen back to the, to the back catalogue. All right, okay, yeah. And he says, oh, Bruce, what's this song? You know, how about right. we try this one? You know, it's, uh, so we, what we did is we actually recorded um, four songs from the back catalogue with Gavin. Okay. And just re- completely redid them. Right. Um, and that's going to come out on an EP. Right. Which is quite an interesting, um, yeah, think, yeah, quite, quite an, an interesting, interesting exercise, exercise yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, especially, you know, it's one of the songs we did was off the second album, One Three Seven, which was in two thousand. I must have written in the year two thousand. Yeah, wow. So when going were, back, When you were twelve. Yeah, when my voice was, you know, yeah. when I sounded like a twelve-year-old bollocks dropped. an eight-year-old yeah. Billy Corgan, I think I sounded <laughs> like. But yeah, that's there. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a, as, as the one rock critic yeah. once said, yeah. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so going back to that and, and doing wow. it now with Gavin, it was a really, really nice, it was, it, well, it was weird, it made me feel really weird that so much time has passed since I did that. Yeah. But anyway, so that's next after the live album. And then, well, as, as we're doing now, we're, we're quite a, a, a long way through the new record, writing the new album. But it kind of goes in fits and starts with, with writing because Gav's away with King Crimson. But he's back in a couple of weeks, and then we're going to be full-on writing right. and, okay. and finishing. But I'd say we're about halfway
0: through. Too many drummers, King Crimson. Oh, no, I know, I do, yeah. I think you should just quit King Crimson. Yeah. <laughs> I think they've got enough. <laughs> I, think, they? I think you're right. God knows how right. they, right. right. they get really old. So it's a terrible back injury. And then after that, come on, let's really look into the future. Pineapple Thief, new LP. Yeah. So it's got to be the big one. Well, uh, yeah. it's got to be the big one—the overground album. <laughs> it, well, yeah. Is that in your mind at all?
1: I, well, we are we, we're, we're certainly when we see album? when we see the 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 steps we're taking since your wilderness, mm. it does feels like those steps now are becoming really tangible. You can you can say, well, actually. Okay, we're this time we're gonna to go to Shepherd's Bush Empire and we're gonna sell it out. Yeah. And the next time we're, you know, where do you go after that? The Roundhouse. And I, yeah. I remember the, um, uh, Gavin's partner said, "No, when we went to see King Crimson at the Royal Album says, no, 'No, you'll be here next, Bruce.'" Yeah. And I says, "Oh, don't no, He says, "No, yeah, don't, no, don't, you know." No reason why. Not. No, yeah. So, uh, so that's the kind of, you know, we're kind of thinking that all that is achievable, and so. Yeah, I think as long as we keep writing good stuff, and I'm really excited about what what we're writing at the moment. Um, um, I, yeah, I, we're all really really excited, it's, and we still can't. We're still kind of thinking that we're doing it backwards. You know, most bands break through when they're eighteen and make and do a yeah. slow descent.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's because that's what happened when you were first doing it right that's yeah. why you'd, there would that be that big deal and everything would be sort of like and then of course it, you'd go through the machinations of the press you'd have two years to record the first record yes. six months to record the second one then whoever liked you in the press and radio would go okay no you can't do it now yeah. because you wrote about them when you, you, no we've got to hand them over to someone who doesn't like them yeah right so that's why everything and of course that's a very British thing Bruce as well we two years is pretty much all you get before people get bored of you. That's why when Tom Jones comes on the television, my missus gets really angry. Give it up, mate, she says. <laughs> Whereas, yeah, you've done it the proper way, the American way. Yeah, yeah. So and
1: just really enjoying it. That's the yeah. thing. Good. Fartner, thank you so much.
0: The Pineapple Thief, three thousand days before that you heard Far Below, both taken from the new live LP hold our fire Mariana Semkina the vocalist with the award winning chamber prog duo I Am The Morning is releasing a solo album on Kscope in February it's called Sleepwalking featuring guest appearances from Jordan Rudess, Craig Blundell Nick Beggs we've got a little teaser for you to give you an idea of what's coming up In the January podcast. Edwin, the main man of Osric Tentacles, has announced some dates for April 2020 throughout the UK. The 14th in Cambridge, the 15th St Albans, 16th Exeter, Bristol on the 17th, Brighton on the 18th, and on the 19th of April at the Lexington in North London. To celebrate then from Edwin's K-scope album, Shimmer Into Nature, this is Shim. win. Shim. Now Gong and Steve Helidge are on tour together uh, presently. They play Cologne on December the fourth, Ghent on December the fifth, and then Amsterdam at the fantastic Paradiso on December the 9th, and also Gong have announced an historic date 6th of April 2020 at Subterranea, a show which celebrates 20 years to the day since the High Above the Subterranea Club performance. To celebrate them, From the Universe also collapses. This is Gong, and If Never I'm and Ever You... If never I'm and ever you, from the universe also collapses LP. Now I'm delighted to be able to say that the fifth album from Godsticks is coming out on K-Scope on the 2nd of February. It's called Inescapable. This track, of which there's a great uh, promo video to watch via our website, which frontman Darren Charles as described as the great British Bake Off meets Apocalypse Now uh, rather charmingly. Uh, the track's called Denigrate and it features Daniel Tompkins of Tesseract on backing vocals. There'll be an interview with frontman Darren Charles in the first podcast of next year. Godsticks, Denigrate. <laughs> I no, feel no. no. From Inescapable, that's entitled Denigrate. Thank you so much for listening. Do please share and comment on whichever platform you find us. Big thanks, as ever, to the artists for their time and for making the music which makes the K-Scope podcast and the label... Possible now, the deluxe edition of Porcupine Tree's classic In Absentia is out on the 7th of February. It's available to pre order now from the K Scope store 5.1 surround and stereo mixes, previously unreleased tracks, four disc set, 100 page hardback book. To quote Stephen Wilson, for many, including myself, this was our best album and the new edition will feature a remastered version of the album two additional cds of studio material and a blu-ray including a brand new feature length lassa directed documentary unquote to finish the podcast with here's a blackest eyes see you for the christmas special